Hey, grown-ups! Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. We're a vegetarian household over here, and there were tons of delicious options over at Factor. I highly recommend. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash tales50, T-A-L-E-S 50, and use code tales50 to get 50% off. That's code tales50 at factormeals.com slash tales50 to get 50% off. Hey grown-ups, if you could imagine the perfect education for your tailblazer, what would it look like? You might say hands-on learning, small class sizes, deep reading, open discussion, and for many of us, that list includes a personal one-on-one tutor. That kind of personal attention can accelerate their grasp of difficult concepts. The problem is, tutors can be astronomically expensive, and tutor quality can vary widely. That's where Synthesis Tutor comes in. It's an educational AI that can bring your student from an average to exceptional grasp of mathematics. The tutor works like a human tutor would, slowing down in areas where they're struggling and speeding up when they're gaining momentum. Except, unlike a traditional tutor, Synthesis Tutor is always available and is just $29 a month. Visit synthesis.com slash girltales to get 10% off and begin learning with Synthesis Tutor today. Hey grown-ups, Women's History Month is sneaking up on us and we want you and your tailblazers to join in the celebration of the amazing women who have broken barriers, shattered glass ceilings, and made history. But hey, we're not just looking back, we're also cheering on the future history makers, our very own tailblazers. Here's how you can join in on the celebrating. Grab your phone or tablet and record a quick 10 seconds or less of an audio message. Your tailblazer can tell us about a woman that they admire who changed history. Or you, the grown-up, can give the tailblazer an empowering message about how they will change history. We'll feature these recordings on our Girl Tales episodes all through March. This opportunity is available to our awesome Patreon members on Team Alba or higher. You'll find the instructions on how to send us your recording on our Patreon page. Happy Almost Women's History Month. Hi, this is Ioni. This is Girl Tales. Thanks, Ioni, for introducing us to the show. Ioni joined us at the Girl Tales holiday party in December. Grown-ups, if you would like to stay up to date on future in-person events, you can follow us at Girl Tales on Instagram and TikTok, or follow my newsletter in our show notes. I'm Rebecca Cunningham, the host of Girl Tales, a kids' podcast of feminist stories for a new generation. Before we get started, I'd like to give a very special shout out to Stella in Buffalo, New York, and wish a very happy birthday to Lydia Ann. 
Lydia, Ann, and Stella, thank you so much for listening to Girl Tales. Grownups, if you would like to hear your child's name at the top of our next tale, head to patreon.com slash girltales and donate today. Now on to our episode. This is Amalia Short. Enjoy! I would like to tell you about a friend of mine. Her name is Amalia Short, and she is an artist. A painter, to be exact. Ever since she was very little, Amalia has always been very curious about art. She'd cover her hands in any color she could find. Brown mud, red makeup, blueberry ice pops, creating beautiful and often sticky creations. And much to her parents' dismay, Amalia would paint everything with anything. Rainbows on the kitchen table, faces on the floor, flowers on the doorknobs. Why, once she even tried painting all the stars she could see in the sky onto her baby brother. But he wasn't a big enough baby for that. Instead of getting mad that their doorknobs were covered in flowers and their floors in faces, her parents bought Amalia her very own special paintbrushes and signed her up for an art school in a big city. Amalia was gone for quite a few months, but when she returned to Freshwater, she came back more excited about art than ever. She learned how to use her paintbrushes, how to paint on a canvas, and about all the great artists. Inspired, Amalia told her family, her friends, and anyone within earshot of her dream. I'm gonna be a famous painter, one of the very best in the world. And then she decided the first step to being one of the best in the world was having a painting displayed in the Freshwater Museum of Art. The museum curators there were very choosy about what they would put on display. So, to be shown in their galleries was a very high honor. And they only accepted paintings for consideration twice a year. Once at the end of the summer, and once at the end of winter. With the end of winter fast approaching, Amalia knew she had to get to work. But she didn't want to paint any old thing. For the museum, she needed to paint a masterpiece. Something new and brilliant, like nothing anyone had ever seen before a painting that the Freshwater Museum curators would gush over and praise and put up right away. So Amalia grabbed her very own special paintbrushes. She grabbed her easel, her many bright colorful paints from school, and a large canvas and sat down on her wooden stool to begin the best painting in the whole world. She picked up a paintbrush, closed her eyes, took a deep breath, tried to think of what kind of art might get picked for the museum, and opened her eyes. She looked at the long stretch of white on the canvas in front of her, but she couldn't move. Amalia didn't know what to paint. Now, this had never happened to Amalia before. She always knew what she wanted to paint. She could feel it deep inside her, And all she ever had to do was pick up her brush and the shapes and swirls and lines would come to life on the paper. But for some reason, she couldn't feel the art inside her. 
she thought. Maybe if I pick a color to paint with, my masterpiece will come to me. She looked at her shades of reds and blues and greens, the yellows and the violet, and while they all looked very different on her palette, they didn't feel different to her. So she couldn't choose which one she wanted to start with. She picked up another brush. Maybe there was something the matter with the last one. Again, she closed her eyes, took a deep breath, and opened her eyes. But still, nothing came to her. She tried another brush, and another, until she had held every single brush in her collection. Amalia spent all day sitting on that stool, waiting for the canvas to become full. But when it was time to go to bed, the canvas was still as empty and bare as when she'd first sat down. Her parents assured her it was fine to not know what she wanted to paint, and that there was no rush. Great art takes time, and she could always paint tomorrow, and the next day, and the next. Amalia still felt a little unsure of herself, but she agreed. She could paint tomorrow. One day without painting really wasn't much at all, and there were still weeks before her masterpiece was due. The inspiration she couldn't find today would surely be back by morning. So she climbed into bed quickly, pulling the covers up and shutting her eyes to get ready for the vivid, beautiful worlds she would create with her brushes tomorrow. When she awoke the next morning, she sprung out of bed and ran to her stool. This would be the day she created her greatest work of art. She could already imagine the museum calling to congratulate her. She grabbed her brushes and picked up her paints. She closed her eyes and took a long, deep breath. Deeper than she'd ever taken before, and finally opened her eyes. She moved her brush to the canvas, determined to begin. But again, nothing came to Amalia, she thought. Maybe if I close my eyes, dip my brush into any color, and paint a stroke, the rest will come to me. So she did just that. She shut her eyes, dipped her brush into a thick mystery paint, and held up her brush at the blank sheet. She moved to start a stroke, but stopped, paralyzed with fear. What if she messed up the painting? What if she picked a color the curators didn't like? Surely no great painters in museums ever started their masterpieces without even looking where they were painting. She opened her eyes and put down her brush and sighed, waiting to decide exactly what to paint. She sat and she sat and she sat all day, waiting. Amalia sat like that for many days, waiting to know what to paint, until one afternoon she decided to go for a walk. At art school, they encouraged all the students to explore nature for inspiration. Maybe being cooped up all day was hurting more than it was helping. So she strolled through the town at a sloth's pace, trying to soak in all that she could, the streams and the people and the shapes, for her art. Now everyone in all of Freshwater knew Amalia was a very talented painter with very big dreams, but they heard she was having a little trouble getting started on her latest work. So, when Amalia ambled up towards Ms. Katrina Van Tassel's house, looking at every old tree and plump squirrel she passed, Katrina called out to her, Amalia! Amalia! 
Why, you are simply the best painter in town. Would you be willing to paint my fence for me? I know you would make it quite beautiful. Amalia thought about it. She really loved Miss Van Tassel, and painting a fence could be fun. But were fences really what great artists paint? She replied, I'm sorry, Miss Van Tassel, but I can't. Fences are not what I paint. And she continued on down the road. As she was walking, her nose caught a whiff of something warm and delicious. The smell led her to Akari's bakery, filled with fresh breads and pastries. She sniffed a big sniff. Maybe this smell would inspire her art. Akari, Freshwater's baker and my good friend, chuckled at the sight of a girl sniffing so vigorously. Until she saw it was Amalia. She sat down her broom and dusted off her hands and asked Amalia, as she was the best painter in town, would she mind painting a big sign to place at the top of the shop so everyone would know it was a bakery. Akari's last sign had been damaged in a storm and she knew Amalia would do a wonderful job. Amalia considered it. She loved being near the bakery. The tastes and the smells and all the happy people entering and exiting made her feel good. But painting signs was not making art. Anyone could do that. So she turned down Akari's proposal, telling her, Signs are not what I paint, and continued walking, after taking one more long sniff, of course. She walked past the market and over the footbridge, across the pond, taking in the sights and sounds of townspeople talking and laughing, dogs barking playfully, and the gentle breeze making the tree branches sway and twirl. She watched them sprint, breathing heavy, completely carefree, and hoped their joy could bring something to her canvas. One of the children's parents spotted Amalia, and remembering her talents, asked if she would be willing to do the face painting for her son's upcoming birthday party. There would be two dozen kids, and if Amalia was the artist painting their faces, the woman just knew it would be a party to remember. Amalia pondered. She loved painting faces. She painted her entire baby brother once, and it still made her smile to even think of it. But painting little kids' faces at a birthday party didn't feel like what a great artist would do. And besides, Amalia had an upcoming deadline with the museum to worry about. So she apologized to the mother and told her, Faces are not what I paint. And continued back to her house. When Amalia arrived home, she could hardly wait to get started on her painting. She just had so many experiences on her journey and was excited to see which would speak to her art and in what way. She grabbed her art brushes, her paint, and took a seat at her stool, full of the day's events. She closed her eyes, took a deep breath, and opened her eyes. But, much like the day before, and the day before that, nothing came to her. She was so frustrated. It didn't make sense. Painting had always come easily to her. And now, when she had the chance for her work to be in a museum and seen by hundreds, thousands of people, she couldn't paint at all. It was making her sick to her stomach. Tired of the blank canvas staring at her, she shoved it and her easel into the closet, out of sight. 
Amalia didn't want to think about her painting or the museum deadline anymore. She tried to sit again when inspiration came calling. Well, inspiration didn't come the next day, or the next day, or the next. In fact, weeks went by, and Amalia did not sit down to paint again. One month had passed, and the deadline with it, without Amalia painting so much as a polka dot. And at that point, she began to wonder if she really even was still an artist. All the great painters paint, and me, it's been so long, I can't even remember the last thing I painted, she thought. Was it a landscape or a portrait? A still life? Something abstract? She couldn't recall. The creeping doubt inside her grew and grew that day, and she decided it must be that she could no longer paint at all. In that moment, Amalia threw away her special brushes. The next day, Amalia wondered what life would be like now that she wasn't working on her masterpiece anymore. She thought she would feel sad, but... To her surprise, she smiled a small smile. She felt lighter. Now that she wasn't feeling pressured to be the best painter, or a painter at all, she could fill her days however she pleased. She tried to think of the last thing that made her excited since starting her masterpiece, and remembered her meeting with Ms. Van Tassel. She figured since she wasn't an artist, it might be fun to help Ms. Van Tassel paint her fence after all. Ms. Van Tassel was very happy to see Amalia. She'd even bought dozens of different cans of paints, just in case Amalia changed her mind. And Amalia got to work straight away, trying every color, mixing some to create brilliant new shades. She painted Ms. Van Tassel's fence all morning, and when she was finished, the dingy old white fence had become a gorgeous reflection of the nature that surrounded Ms. Van Tassel's house. There were trees and fauna, squirrels and butterflies. If you weren't looking closely, you might not even know where the outside stopped and the fence began. The drama teacher was blown away and thanked Amalia for making her home beautiful again. Helping Ms. Van Tassel made Amalia feel really good. So she decided to head to the bakery to see if Akari still needed someone to paint her sign. As Amalia approached the bakery, sniffing its aromas with every step, Akari smiled and waved. She'd hoped Amalia would come back. She set down a basket of warm buns and collected a big wooden square, what little paint she had, and her old worn brush. Amalia wasn't sure this would be enough to make a perfect sign, but she agreed to try. She grabbed the brush and immediately started swirling away on the square. A stroke here, or squiggle there, and within 20 minutes, she was done. She'd painted the words Akari's Bakery out of every baked good you could think of. Donuts, baguettes, loaves, muffins, and cakes. The sign was so detailed you could practically smell the baked goods she painted. Akari was amazed and thanked Amalia for making her store feel as appetizing on the outside as it was on the inside. Amalia was feeling so full of energy, and not just from the three buns she had eaten, that she decided she'd also go to the birthday party to see if those kids still needed a face painter. She skipped all the way to the park, where small children in hats were gathered around a piñata, waiting for an eruption of candy. Amalia found the mother who couldn't believe she'd come. 
She'd handed Amalia the face paints, but confessed she had forgotten the paintbrushes at home. Amalia wasn't sure she'd be able to do a good job without any brushes, and she wished she hadn't thrown her own brushes away. But she figured if her fingers could hold a brush, her fingers could hold some paint, and she began to paint the children's faces with her pointer. Almost as quickly as she began, she finished, and every child at the party was running around with a completely different creation on their face, based on each child's personality. One's face was a sunset, another a sea otter. One girl had her face painted to look exactly like her grandmother. The children were so happy and used their new faces to play pretend. The mother thanked Amalia for bringing each child's spirit to life with her painting. She told her, you are truly a great artist. Amalia thanked the woman, but told her, I'm not an artist anymore. I've quit painting. The woman looked at all of the children's smiling, colorful faces darting about and asked Amalia if she was sure. Amalia looked around, too, at the more than 20 dancing works of art. And she thought about her baker's delicious sign and Ms. Van Tassel's vibrant fence, too. Maybe you didn't need to paint on a canvas or be displayed in a fancy museum to be a great artist. She ran home as quick as she could and began to dig through the trash in the kitchen. Amalia was frantic. Where were they? Suddenly, her mother cleared her throat. <coughs> Amalia turned around and saw her mother smile knowingly, holding her special paintbrushes. She handed them to Amalia. Amalia's face lit up. From that day forward, Amalia never worried about painting some perfect masterpiece. She just painted what she wanted, and wouldn't you know, countless Amalia short originals are hung in the Freshwater Museum of Art today. That was Amalia Short, written by Lene Sanders. Produced by Tessa Flannery. Performed by Livy Hollins and Rebecca Cunningham. Line produced by Harry Poster. Executive produced by Rebecca Cunningham. Girl Tales is a Cordelia Studios production. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And grown-ups, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening, and remember, I believe in you. <laughs>